Welcome to Yes You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore, and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner, and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome. I'd like to pay my deep respect to the traditional custodians of the land where I am, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. And this week I was super grateful to receive a message from an amazing woman who's part of Eve and who listens to this podcast and she's just a champion. Hey, hey, Kirsten. Messaging me on Instagram just to say that she has noticed that I would use the term our First Nations people sometimes when I'm paying my respect, saying our First Nations peoples, and that that had just kind of jarred with her, my use of the word our, that possessive pronoun. She said it just sort of didn't sit quite right, had a kind of paternalistic sort of vibe to it. And she had just read this article that I guess sort of confirmed that for her. The article was by Jack Lattimore, who is the Indigenous Affairs Journalist for The Age, where he addressed this, and I'll just read to you a little bit because she sent me the clipping from it. It says, our Indigenous peoples, like as in to say that, our Indigenous peoples, he says, no, don't, it's creepy. We are not your Indigenous peoples, nor do we belong to the individual states or territories or the Commonwealth or your particular institution. We do not refer to you as our white people, so please desist from the possessive. We ceased being chattel a while back. Good point. (laughs) And so it was one of those moments where I was just like, oh my gosh, I do say that. I do say our First Nations people. I think I've only tended to say it when I am speaking about, when I use the term First Nations peoples. I don't think I've been saying our Indigenous people, but I can't be sure. Anyway, it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize that I was saying that. But as soon as it was pointed out, I'm like, yes, that is absolutely what I have been saying. Certainly not with that intention of like a possessiveness around these are our Aboriginal people, our First Nations people, but that is absolutely how it potentially would come across. And so I will be deliberately not saying that anymore. And if I do, if I catch myself, I will catch myself and change as quickly as I can. Just be like, oh, no, that's not what I wanted to say and say it differently. So I figured I would share it here today as my little learning from the week. And perhaps it's something that will help you as well if you find that that's something that you might have been saying too. And you can perhaps join me in just seeking to do better. Let's see if we can do that. Alrighty, so today I want to talk to you about a little shift. I really want to offer you a little shift that you may like to make in how you're approaching your days or your weeks or different situations that you're in. And basically the the shift that I'm offering is this, a shift from focusing purely on what am I going to do or say to 
how am I going to be for this thing? So rather than what am I going to do in this day? What am I going to do to achieve this project? What am I going to do in this situation? What will I say in this conversation? Rather to ask yourself the question, how am I going to be for it? How do I want to show up for it? Now, I have alluded to this approach before because I apply it in different ways in my life, but I just want to break it down for you a little bit today. I talked about it back in an episode where I was talking about the story of Eve and the point at which I had the opportunity to open our Brunswick studio. We were just kind of recovering. I was just recovering like physically and mentally from the kind of ordeal that was opening our Preston studio and the fit out for that and all the preparations. And I had just kind of got to where I was like, ah, I think we're okay again. I've sort of felt like my energy had returned because I had basically caned myself opening the Preston studio. And so when it this opportunity came up to open the Brunswick studio, I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to do the same thing to myself? And I had committed to myself after I had done the, open the Preston studio where I had really exhausted myself and that that was playing out for quite a while. Like I, I was tired for quite a long time afterwards. And I felt like my brain wasn't functioning at its best for quite a while afterwards. And I had committed at that time not to do that to myself again. So when I was like, okay, are we going to open another studio? I agreed to, or I decided to, with the proviso that I was committed to being well throughout the whole process. So I wanted to be calm and balanced and I wanted to be not stressed. I wanted to maintain energy and vitality all the way through. And so there was obviously a huge to-do list. There was heaps of things that had to get done. There were situations that were beyond my control. I was dealing with different people who were playing different parts in it. And so there was all of that, like, yes, the stuff to plan, the things to do and say, but I resolved to stay attuned to how I was within it all in terms of my stress levels and my energy. And I made it a priority to be as unstressed and as energized as I could be. And so just by making that a conscious decision and putting it as one of my top priorities, that then influenced what I did. Of course, it meant that I asked for help when perhaps I wouldn't have otherwise. It meant at times that timelines got changed because I just wasn't willing to just do flat out all nighters back to back or 18 hour days repeatedly for weeks and weeks on end. And so it changed what I did, but that came from a commitment around how I wanted to be. And as I shared in the episode about the story of Eve, like for me, when we finally got to the point where we opened the Brunswick studio, I was really proud of the beautiful studio that we'd created. And and I was so excited about everything that we were about to embark on, opening the doors to people to come in. But I also just had this real sense of satisfaction in myself that I had set out to be a certain way, to remain calm and 
well and energized throughout and that I had managed to do that. That felt like a a really important achievement of sorts for me. And so we can apply this to anything. You might ask yourself literally at the start of your day, how do I want to be today? How do I want to show up in the day? You might know what the day holds. You can't know exactly what the day will hold, but you can be intentional and deliberate about how you're going to show up for it, whatever it might be. So it might be that you say to yourself, okay, today I'm going to be open-hearted. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be light-hearted. I'm going to be playful. I'm going to be adventurous, whatever it is, there is no right answer. It really, it comes down to your own personal values overall, but even just your values for this particular day. What do you want to be? How do you want to show up in, in this day? You can approach it as well for like a challenge or an event or a particular project. How do you want to be as you navigate this particular thing? At EVE, we run these running challenges, run challenges where over six weeks we'll train and women will train to go from either no running at all, like zero, up to being able to run five kilometers, or they might train from being able to run five up to 10. And so for each of these challenges, we give everybody who's participating a training plan and it's a poster that they can put on the wall and it has like a the weeks mapped out for them and they can customize it. But basically they can put in all of what am I going to do? What training sessions am I going to do? When am I going to rest? All of that goes onto this calendar, this training plan. But at the start of each week, there's a little box that is for them to set an intention for how they want to show up for that week. So it's not about I'm going to do three sessions no matter what, but it's more like I'm going to show up with courage this week. I'm going to be curious about my experience this week. I'm going to be compassionate with myself this week. So that it's not just about the what are you going to do, but it's about the how are you going to do it and the kind of the who are you going to be as you do it. Another place that this could apply is like in a conversation, especially if you know you're coming up to a particularly sticky conversation. I have over years led various different teams, managed a whole lot of people in terms of staff and things in different settings. And as such, I have had plenty of challenging conversations, ones that I've gone into going, oh, okay, this has the potential (laughs) to be a bit sticky, to be a bit difficult, to possibly be quite sort of triggering for each of us or all of us, if it's a group. And by the nature of a conversation where it's not just you involved, you can't control it. You can't control how it's going to go and you can't control everybody and what they're all going to say. And so instead to make a decision about how you're going to show up for the conversation, I think can be a really, really helpful, really, really grounding for you as well. And so It might be that you come into this conversation going, I'm not sure how the conversation itself is going to go, but I do know that I'm committed to being kind and to being open to learning and to being empathetic. 
They might be the things that you decide that you're going to go into this conversation with. And they could be completely different things, but you go in with intention. Maybe one of the intentions is that I'm not going to be controlling. I'm not going to seek to control the outcome of this conversation. I'm going to relinquish that control or that sense of trying to control it and to, yeah, instead to show up in a way that is open to understanding the other people in the conversation. Maybe that's how you're going to show up. And then by approaching things in that way, you're not just focused on what happens, but on how it happens. And it's something different to check in with yourself against. It's almost like it's another measure of your success that is not just about what you've achieved, what you've got done. Because sometimes if we only focus on what we're doing, we can lose ourselves in the process and we, or we can lose what matters to us along the way. Have you ever had that happen where you've got the outcome that you've wanted or you've achieved the thing that you set out to do, but on reflection, you don't like who you were in the process. That feeling of like, oh, that really brought the worst out in me, or I don't feel good about the way that I handled it. Yes, we might've got the job done, but actually in terms of how I feel about who I was and the way that I was within that, it's like, not so good. (laughs) And so I think sometimes just that is because we haven't actually given attention to how we want to be. We've only focused on the what we're going to do, what we want to say. And so let's give some attention and bring some intention to how we are. And although I just said it can be one more measure of your success, let's not just kind of do it as one more thing to judge ourselves against. I don't mean it like that. I mean, it can be like an anchor that will steady us. I'm feeling this at the moment, right now where we are in Melbourne, as we're heading towards emerging out of lockdown and there's all sorts of dynamics going on. It feels like a really sensitive time right now with a lot of people with a lot of different opinions and a lot of yeah sensitivities around particular things and some pretty big decisions to make some of them big ethical decisions even and it can be quite overwhelming i've found myself as i've kind of thought oh what am i going to do like how are we going to what am i going to do over the next couple of months to kind of navigate my way through this it can be quite overwhelming partly because actually don't have all the information. So some of it, I'm trying to plan things without even knowing what the government's going to do next or what the next regulation will be or the next directive or whatever. And so it can be quite uh, overwhelming and disempowering in that sense, actually. I've found it really helpful to actually pause within all of that. And I really quite consciously did this about a week ago, just going, you know what, I'll work out what to do. And it's a pretty safe bet that whatever I do, I will do it imperfectly. So that aside, right now, I want to consider how will I do it? And for me, I came to this that I want to be kind and empathetic. I want to be loving and respectful and accepting of others. That's how I want to be 
regardless of what we end up doing. And of course, by being that way, that's going to absolutely influence the things that I do, the things that I say, the stuff that gets done over the next little while. But for me, it's like, uh, rather than, okay, now I also need to measure myself of not only what did I do, but also was I kind, was I empathetic, was I loving? It's not like that for me. It feels more like an anchor of like, whoa, we're going into some really rocky times. Like if I'm out on the sea, like the waves are coming and we're going in all the different directions. And just this way that I want to be is like an anchor that just holds me somewhat steady amidst it all. And then, okay, I can do that as best as I can and we'll work out the rest. I think it's really important that if you're going to try this, that whatever it is that you decide that how you're going to be, that you include kindness to self in that, like a little insurance for yourself so that this whole thing doesn't backfire on you. And then you end up in self-judgment about, oh, I wasn't compassionate or I wasn't courageous or whatever the thing was that you set out to be. Be kind to yourself as well. Let it not be something to judge yourself against, but let it be like an anchor for you that just kind of calls you back home to what really matters to you and the way that you want to be in this world. So I hope that that is helpful for you. And I hope that you can, yeah, take a moment to just consider in today or something that you're working on, or maybe similar to me, like maybe in a business setting, how you're going to navigate the next little while or a particularly challenging situation, don't just get into all of the, what are you going to do? Take a moment to really tune into what matters to you and how do you want to be? Because I think that that is super important and will make a huge difference to the way that we all show up as ourselves and for each other. Thank you for listening and I'll chat to you soon. Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, anniecarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. And you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.